2: This is Computer Talk
0: with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by
2: phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com
3: or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
4: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And on the line with us, we have the famous Wes Bryan from IT Bro TV. Good morning, Wes. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing, Eric? Dennis? Now, hey, how's Wes. We're doing good. Are you getting ready for the hurricane down there? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm
2: getting ready. I'm in the oldest uh, city here in the United States. I'm in the beautiful, sunny St. Augustine this morning.
4: Wow. Very mm. nice. Yes. Well, we're all rooting for you guys down there. Um, yeah. But you're here for something more serious.
2: Geek Talk. Yeah.
4: What's that? You're here for Geek Talk. What's more serious that than
2: Geek absolutely. Talk? Absolutely, You better believe it. It's uh, definitely something I live for. Love it.
4: <laughs> you wanted to talk, uh, because we never really got to it last time you were on, Wi Fi, wide area, wireless access for businesses these days is becoming more and more a thing. And you wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, from my recollection. So, where'd Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, where'd you want to start, Wes? You
2: know, just some basic stuff. You know, I, I kind of forget sometimes when you study stuff for the long time. You know, you, you learn the geek jargon and you realize that not many people speak like that unless they've been studying it as well. So, yep. yeah, I just like to take a. You know, a little bit of uh, time that we have this morning and just talk about, you know, uh, wireless wide area network implementations. And, uh, you know, they're they're just more and more prevalent in the industry. And uh, they have a lot of benefits, certainly, you know, just like anything in networking. They have some drawbacks. But, you know, some of the things I'd just like to talk about. Uh, that maybe a lot of your listening areas probably heard of, right? We've heard of all these different generations uh, with a G attached to the end, right? Maybe yeah. one G, two G, three G, all the way up to what we have five G.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, those terms might not be, uh, you know, not be so- something that somebody's not really familiar with. So I just kind of like uh, to talk a little bit about that and some of the options that are out there, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of go from there. One of the best things, you know, with uh, wireless. Uh, wide area, uh, WMS, if you will, uh, is flexible deployments, right? That's You know, anytime we use some kind of un- uh, unbounded uh, transmission media, right, uh, essentially radiated energy uh, going through the air, right, we do get things like flexible deployments. And you guys, uh, I'm sure, with uh, the support that you have to give to businesses probably uh, have seen this too, you know, uh, mm-hmm. fairly flexible deployments, right? Yep. Uh, b- versus the wired uh, connections, right? You know, you're talking about, uh, maybe a few hours versus uh, days or weeks when it comes to connecting into a wired network, right? A lot of hardware that you've got to implement and stuff. And, right. A uh, little bit easier, right? Uh, which makes us uh, – we we have the ability to do rapid deployment. You know, these solutions, uh, we can deploy them uh, fairly, fairly easy. And uh, when it comes to things like security, they're a little bit better on security than your traditional wireless uh, local area networks uh, just based on – uh, you know, how they identify the devices on the networks and subscribers, you know, which is a little bit different depending on what uh, option you're talking about. I'm sure some of your um, uh, your listeners slash viewers are probably aware of that uh, SIM chip, right? It's just a fancy term for, hey, we're storing user information and account information on this little chip. Mm-hmm. And all of that's bundled down in the chip. And, um, you know, it's a combination of a couple of things, just identifying the device, identifying the subscriber account. And if you don't have those, and they're not valid, and they keep databases, uh, you know, of this, then you're not going to get on the network. So inherently, they're a little bit more secure.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: remember, we you know, ten immutable laws of security. If I have your device, it's not secure anymore. So you know, that, that, <laughs> right. that is that is one of the disadvantages. You know, because. uh uh, anytime you have a you know little device like that, whether it's a cellular hotspot, you know, base station, it, definitely people can get greedy fingers and walk away with it. Right, uh, but that that's you know other benefits, right? You think of global coverage, um, you know, d- depending on you know what provider you go with, uh, those are some of the things that uh, I, I think really are beneficial when it comes to the wireless wide area network
4: and the bandwidth too right Wes I mean 5g is finally offering up bandwidths that are really something that people can use they're getting rid of those limitations they're getting rid of throttling so whereas 3g and 4g you were you know the moment you get on there there the the meter was just flying it was expensive and then once you used up the data you got throttled and you were slow again so 5g gives you that bandwidth
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you mentioned another thing, you know, anytime we talk about shared bandwidth, and I'm sure you all are well aware, it doesn't matter if it's wired or wireless. Anytime you're sharing, you know, when people start taking too much of their piece of the pie, well, somebody else is going to suffer, you know. I mean, that's just part of a shared bandwidth connection, you know. And you mentioned in terms like 5G, right? Uh, So, you know, going back, if you look at uh, going all the way back to like 2G technologies, that was something developed in Europe. Uh, and I think it was first deployed out in Finland. It's something called, you might, maybe you've heard of GSM, and I mean your viewers. Yeah. I know you all have uh, heard of yep. this, right? It's this yep. Big fancy term for global system for mobile communications, right? And again, the jargon aside, what that means is that was one of the first technologies that was under what we call 2G today, right? It's retrofitted, uh, uh, the retro naming conventions, right? Um, it's uh, overseen by uh, a consortium called 3GPP, the third generation. Um, Project partnership, Uh, and they're the ones that oversee the standards. Well, later on, um, these GSM networks were upgraded, and we got into what was known as the 3G. Mm -hmm. Again, just uh, acronyms, alphabet soup, right? It's called uh, UMTS. And again, just think of it as the next generation, the third generation, bringing more bandwidth, right, higher speeds, being able to... Do things like not just voice. We're doing data now. And then we get into other technologies that have been around, too. So we talk about, you know, um, another widely supported one. I think uh, upwards of uh, 22 countries support it, and that's the uh, CDMA networks. Uh, You know, those would come along as well and uh, didn't require things like your SIM cards. Uh, If you've heard of things like LTE, right, Right. we've probably seen that market. That was actually the fourth-generation technology. That's the 4G, you know, when we say 4G. So, yeah, they, uh, you know, as fast as it was, is, um, it's not fast enough for us today. So when we move into 5G, it's kind of interesting because it's not any one specific technology. Like the base standard speeds have to be at least at 4G speeds. I mean, that's bar minimum, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that it's going to support a lot of bandwidth, right? You 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 could potentially see here within the next few years 10, 10 gigabit speeds. And that to me that's,
4: oh. that's mind boggling. Oh, oh, oh. that's, yeah, that's awesome. Um yeah. I didn't I've never heard the 10 10 gig come out there. I was I hadn't known that either. Half a gig I was happy about, <laughs> but 10G, that's that's yeah. serious.
2: And really what 5G does, Eric and Dennis, it's interesting because, you know, if we're looking at some of these earlier, just alphabet soup that we just talked about, you know, um, they were specific technologies. Uh, 5G uh, is actually kind of a divergence from the initial standards that were set, for instance, by the European Telecommunications Industry Standard. Again, another big, long name that that's there. Like, we have American National Standards Institute here. Mm -hmm. They have... There uh, was it like Etsy, uh, Etsy uh, I think is what it is. Not related to the, the 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 website, but um, and they've kind of diverged from any one specific technology. It's going to be a group of technologies, and it's going to be interesting to see how it, uh, you know, how it evolves. Because if you think about it, we've got Cisco was predicting uh, almost it seems like almost five years ago that uh, by the end of 2025 we would have 50 billion IoT devices connected to TCP/IP networks worldwide. <laughs> Um,
3: <laughs>
2: we've got to move that information somehow. And a lot of times, uh, you know, and I'm sure you guys have probably talked over the year, these big, you know, industrial control systems and stuff like that. You know, they're doing remote telemetry and stuff. So yeah. they can send that information wirelessly, you know, and uh, one of the ways that we can do that, and we can start to support that kind of a communication and that just such a large prevalence of the data communications that we're going to have 5g is definitely going to be something to keep
4: your eye on especially for self-driving we were kind of you know Tesla's getting sued for their their autopilot network and uh, fully auto, fully automated and, and I can just see when the cars all have a 5g location sensor in there where they can just sense each other I mean it'll it just you're a, you're a token on the network everything's separated and spaced and taking care of everything you don't even need uh, cameras to do self-driving the network will see where you are it'll report right in you're in the lane no more no more pileups on the highway in the fog, right? Because the cars will right. see each other. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I was actually in Gainesville uh, last week. I mean, I live in Gainesville. But I was down by the university, and I seen my first fully autonomous public transportation vehicle this weekend. And I mean fully autonomous. There was nobody in it. And uh, it was slowing down to pedestrians. It was slowing down to people that were riding bikes literally right next to it. Uh, When it made a turn, I was really impressed by the fact that there was this bicyclist that was kind of just behind it, and when it went to make a right turn, it actually sensed that that bicyclist, and before it turned, it slowed down and stopped, and let the bicyclist go by, and then actually made the right turn. That was... Scary and impressive.
4: Yeah. What, do you know thing. what company that was? Uh, ha-
2: uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. I didn't actually pay attention. It's probably just part of it because there was an initiative here in Gainesville. Uh, well, I'm not in Gainesville, but in Gainesville yep. uh, for the public transportation networks to deploy uh, a handful of these autonomous vehicles. There's a nice. lot of things that are happening in Gainesville and around UF, uh, like a big AI initiative and stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they were definitely. The, uh, pushing an initiative for autonomous transportation vehicles. And apparently last week, I seen
4: my first one. Yikes, it's coming. That's, that's very cool. Scary. Are, are you sure there wasn't somebody just hanging underneath there, just holding the wheel? And <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I tell you guys, I looked for the wizard, but I did not see him.
4: All right, <laughs> it's coming. I know we're all we're all looking forward to it as long as it's going to work and not run over. Like You see those commercials mm-hmm. of the guy against Tesla where they put the little dummy in front of the car and Tesla runs over it every time. Um, you know, maybe this technology is working out pretty well. Um, so yeah, we'll
2: see. I'm still, I'm still a little bit leery. I work with somebody, and their uh, uh, sister or uh, husband works for Tesla. works Works for SpaceX. Yeah, and they say they're talking about some of the just impressive stuff. Like it used to be, you'd have to have at least a finger on the wheel so it would sense your presence. Right. And the next generations that are coming out, you you don't even have to do that. Uh, you, you really don't even have to be attentive to the driving, which I just, to me, I, I don't know that I'm there yet. I'll probably be the old person going, oh, I don't want to change from a rotary phone. What's this push button?
4: <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I like the day where you can send your car out to pick up the pizza yourself rather than having an Uber do it, right? You just send the car, hey, Tesla, go pick up my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be cool? Um,
2: yeah, well, we predicted it back in the 80s, right? If, if you were a child of the 80s and loved watching Knight Rider, it should be a new thing to you. <laughs>
4: Oh. Correct. Yes, oh, Night Rider. Oh, yeah. uh, David Hasselhoff days. Um, so, Wes, we do appreciate you joining us. We do have to. I, last segment, last last half hour, I was uh, I missed a break, so Karen was making me pay for it. So we got to break a little early here, but we do appreciate you joining us as always on the Absolutely, program.
2: Gentlemen. Anytime you want to have me on, uh, we'll try to make some sense of the alphabet soup. So. Uh People that live in the real world can understand it.
4: That's, and that's the key here. IT Pro TV, Wes Bryan is an edutainer for them. If you want to get yep. trained up and get join the geek, we need more geeks. If you want to learn a little about this stuff, go to com. There's a link out there. You can save 30%. And you have a guy like Wes. He explains it clearly and understandably. They're really great folks over there at IT Pro TV. And uh, we need more geeks. Let's get trained up and, and check them out. Thanks, Wes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You guys take care.
4: All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. We're going to sip out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Always good to check in with Wes over there at IT Pro TV. But we're back to help you guys out, and uh, let's get right to your calls. Walter and West Hartford's been on the line there for us. What's going on, Walter?
5: Hey, uh, how you doing? I talked to you guys last week. Oh, great. And um, <clears throat> we were talking about getting a Windows laptop for general computing, and if you wanted to do online banking, um, you should get a Chromebook.
4: A second, a second device, a Chromebook yeah, is an a, option.
1: If yeah.
5: you got an Apple laptop, is that more secure? And so, all you would need is the Apple.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's a that's a very good question. The Apple guys are like, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you, you go and, tell them. You tell them, Walter. It has a complicated answer. I'll let I'll let Dennis answer it because he's an Apple I, user. I own I own a Mac. Oh, yeah. Go slow right. and use I notes. I will be very I'll be very clear and very slow. Number 1, no computer operating system, no computer is inherently more or less secure than any other. Okay, just if you're talking about the nature of the operating system, all computers, all operating systems have vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. They all do universally. It you can't get a computer that doesn't have them, okay? The difference between Apple and Microsoft Windows, is that Windows has a much bigger segment of the market so that criminals are more interested and more likely to go after Windows computers. So there are more viruses and different kinds of malware that affect Windows than there are that affect Apple computers. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're any better off with an Apple, okay? It just means that you get a little bit of you get a little bit of a buffer based on the fact that you're using a minority market device okay? okay that that's the best that i can say about it so effectively are you a little more secure yes but that doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with the apple products being inherently more secure or less secure than windows okay
5: oh. Okay, so you're still saying if you well you've got an Apple um, computer and you would use a Chromebook?
4: Uh, another device. Another device. It doesn't oh, have so to be a Chromebook. Be we just suggest. Can even that be a tablet. Yeah.
5: It could be a tablet. Yeah, anything sure. that'll
4: run the applications you want to run, and you only use that device for those applications. That's right. really the key here. We don't want you to do email on it because email is how the bad guys get into your system, right? Mm-hmm. So.
5: I could get if I had a Windows laptop. Mhm. Could I use an Apple tablet for my banking?
1: An iPad? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, as long as the tools you're using are available. It, right. As long as as long as the, the like Safari on the iPad will open up the bank's website. Right. Most of them will, so it should be all right. Yeah. I can't imagine it would be a big issue.
5: Okay. But then, how? I thought that the Chromebook had little sandboxes or something where isolated you.
4: No, we're not, we're not. There's no isolation. It's you're you're isolating yourself by only using it
1: as the. tool. Uh, you're, you're talking about the sandboxing of apps. Yeah. Uh, there is some sandboxing that goes on with any of the tablet operating systems too. So, Walter, do you want to hold on or are you all set? All right, he's going to hold on. We're going to take a quick break,
4: get back to more of your calls. We're here till 11 o'clock. We'll be right back.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today. We really need new phones.
0: T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month.
2: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And Dennis, I didn't hit the button. Go again.
1: And I'm Dennis. There he is.
4: <laughs> uh, always works when you hit the button. And we're here till eleven o'clock. And then Doctor Alessio will be in with healthy rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on the on your health advice. And uh, we were talking with Walter, and he's still trying to figure out how many computers he needs to get things done. You there, Walter? Yeah.
5: Um, so we're talking about you got a laptop. mm mm-hmm. uh, You could use an iPad for banking. You could. Yeah. Now. What's the minimum specs
1: you would want on the iPad? I w- don't think there would be a minimum. Anything that's a new model, you yeah. should want. I wouldn't like buy a three-year-old refurbished one because hmm. I don't know how secure it's going to be and how many how many more years of updating you're going to get on it. But as long as you buy anything that's current, yeah. I, I think it'll work fine.
5: They've got a three hundred dollar iPad.
1: There could be one there. I don't know if iPads are that cheap. <laughs> there the might be, for all I know. Remember, as long as it's a recent model.
5: Okay, so but if you bought a recent model, if you bought a new iPad,
1: mm-hmm.
5: how long would it be good for?
1: Oh, I would think probably five years, give or take.
5: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they're going to stop updating it. They, just, they, they say, hey, we're
4: no longer going to update it, and they make it obsolete.
1: Yeah, but well, they're they're going to support it for at least five years, yeah. I would think, it probably even more. It's the question of how well it will live as a tablet. Mm-hmm. Tablets get mucked with sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Thanks,
5: so, so much. Thanks very much.
4: You're welcome, Walter. Good luck, yeah. sir. Good luck. Care, guys. Yep, you too. So, yeah, multiple systems, you know, it's, it's something Clark Howard always talked about. We've talked about it a lot, too. Is What Walter is getting at last week is, He's gonna buy a new computer, and then we suggested if he's gonna do banking and anything else, you want to use a separate machine for that. That doesn't include you're not gonna use that separate machine for browsing or email or fun. It's just for the one aspect of financial work, um, because you can be a little more safe that way. Is what our contention is. Um, so feel free to get online eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Four lines open for you guys now. I have to do, do that correction. Remember, I talked about Coinbase. They're the ones that yes. always say they're not going bankrupt. Right. And I confuse them with Celsius. So, uh-huh. so Celsius filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in July. And so it uh, is halting withdrawals due to a liquidity crisis. A liquidity, liquidity? Of fake money. <laughs> yeah. It, it blamed that on extreme market conditions, other, otherwise known as people realizing it's fake money. Um, the lender owes 500000 Creditors, they say. I call them ding dongs. Nearly five billion actual dollars. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, they owe they owe five billion dollars. So even if they were able to uh, sell all of the stuff that that runs that company, they won't, they're still going to end up with a one point two billion dollar hole. So, in a leaked audio recording <laughs> of an internal Celsius meeting, that even the person in the meeting said, "Are we crazy?" Uh, basically, it indicates that they're considering an alternative method to repay customers. They're going to wrap the Bitcoin, Ether, and USDC uh, it owes customers into a token, <laughs> an IOU token uh, that their chief technology officer Nuke Goldteen, explains represents Nuke? the ra- Nuke Yeah, <laughs> Repres- I didn't want to go there. Uh, his mother didn't love him. Uh, represents the ratio between how much we really owe and how much. We really have, which you technically, buddy, have nothing. It's fake money. Um, So then they can go ahead and redeem their wrapped IOU tokens sometime in the future when, of course, they're negative, they have negative value. Right. So they're going to say, this is the idea. We're going to sell you something that has a negative value. We're bankrupt, by the way. And you're going to be just along with the 500,000 fools that have lost $5 billion, you're going to be helping us to bail those fools out with your real money. When you buy this, um, <laughs> you can't make it up. I mean, it's so amazing. <laughs> and and again, you're hearing you're hearing. Um, gosh, who did I just see recently? I want to say it was uh, Jamie Dimon talking about crypto being a Ponzi scheme.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it was Jamie Dimon. Yeah,
4: guys, come on, man. What do you really? It, it is a Ponzi. It's fake money. It it. You can do. You can call it whatever you want. You can give it a value of whatever you want. The concept of blockchain, fine. That has some value. I, I'm not going to argue that. But these tokens have no intrinsic value. They're not backed by anything. They're not. It's purely whatever they want to make it. And um, now these guys literally, literally, are going to sell you IOU bankruptcy crypto coins. If that doesn't, if that's not jumping the shark enough for you. <laughs> With crypto, if that doesn't give you, and if if, there, if there's crypto guys out there saying, "Oh well, come on, Eric, come on," that, you know that's just those guys. You're you're you watching Bitcoin? That's the mother of all coins, right? That's where it's all started. Somebody has most of those guys in a wallet somewhere that nobody knows where it is. That doesn't sound yeah. fishy to you? Oh, that doesn't sound fishy to you? Not huh? at all. No fishiness there. Nope. Some some guy. Akiyoshi Toki Shimashiwara, whoever his name is, has like 80% of all the crypto, bitcoin crypto in his wallet or her wallet, <laughs> wherever it is. And that's not fishy to you. That's okay. The moment that wallet is opened, guess what your bitcoin is going to be worth? Cuz now it's it's everywhere. It'll be everywhere, right? The guys going to cash in real dollars, who's going to really pay him for that when he opens when he opens that wallet or finds the wallet? What is it? Some sort of like <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, golden ticket kind of stuff you're talking about? I mean, this is crazy. So we'll put the link up here. If you guys are interested in in investing, quote unquote, into crypto IRUs for a bankrupt company, they want you. (laughs) Um, And it's just, to me, it's just shocking that folks would call themselves investors in this stuff. So invest in blockchain, fine. I, I have no problem with that. As we wait for your calls, 860-522-9842. Did you have any other comment you want to make about that?
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, it just, I, honestly, yeah. In a way, it doesn't surprise me. No, I know, because I mean, they obviously have no shame to begin with. No, they are just, I mean, they're selling the emperor's new clothes as it is mm-hmm. in the first place, right? And then they went bankrupt selling the emperor's new clothes, right? So, I mean,
4: now they're going to sell the, I don't know. The laundry. I don't know what they're going to sell now. That's crazy. I don't know. And they think people are going to buy it. I mean, I just want, oh, okay. There <laughs> you go. So, else you got there, Dennis? Anything you want to bring
1: up well, as you wait for calls? Well, we've got another data breach. Of course. This one happened with American Airlines. Hmm. And they revealed the breach two months after they discovered it. Two months, huh? Two whole months. All right. What's the window? Did they, did they break any laws there? I am not sure. I let's see here. They knowing the people who wrote yeah, the laws they, probably not. They well it all well here here's the key part. Yeah. It all started with a phishing campaign. Yep. How many times do we have to talk about this? Right. Don't click stuff in your emails. Exactly. And then. Well, I don't know if they breached any regulatory uh, guidelines, but- On the reporting. I mean, they're, they're just sitting on this news for two months. So how many folks'
4: information got scraped, did they tell you?
1: Let's see. It's sending some of its customers. Mm-hmm. It may be that the story doesn't even have a number. Yeah, it doesn't have a number. So the
4: data's too new to even know.
1: Yeah, okay. they they may not even know the extent of it. Right. And that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. When you've got a breach, right. you gotta you gotta start talking about it right away. Right, because talking about it is how you try to contain it. Well, even Uber with their breach, they're yeah. they're saying, "Oh, no, no important data was compromised.
4: Really? You know that the guy was connected to your your systems and your primary uh, systems and your primary for how many months? Yeah, and and you, oh, nothing was compromised. Really? Okay, we'll believe you." <laughs> So we'll put a link up there to that story as far as American Airlines. 860-522-9842. Carolyn is taking calls, so but you're not coming on being ready yet. Uh, Joanne's coming on board here. So I'm wondering if we wait for Joanne. I think we'll do that. Let's see what she's got cooking out there in wherever, wherever land she is. She's in Windsor Locks. <laughs> Let's go, Carolyn. Put her up. We'll see what she's got cooking. She's still typing it in. <laughs> wow. All right, here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> Come on. Dudes. There she is. All right. Hey, Joanne, what's happening?
6: <laughs> is reset password the same as change password? Yes. Okay.
1: So Who's I asking wanted- you to do that? Yeah, that's what? the real question. Is
4: somebody asking you to do that or something you want to do?
6: It's something I want to do. Okay, that's good. Um, so I want to change my password mm-hmm. and it won't let me do it.
1: All right. What are you changing the password on? My it- computer. <laughs> right. Ask a silly question, Dennis. When, well, I'm, is it, <laughs> just are kidding. you changing a password for like a bank account or no. your Gmail? It's just for the computer itself to log in. Right. Okay. Okay. What is it telling you when it doesn't allow you to change your password?
6: It says um, to get an external connection drive.
1: Hmm. Uh, That is a a password recovery drive, uh, which you might want to set up, but that isn't the process of just changing your password.
6: Right, but that's what I get all the time. It doesn't. There's nothing that says lets me change my password.
1: All right, what I'd like you to do, assuming the computer's up and running and you got Windows there, okay? Yes. Hit Control Alt Delete, and then you should have a change password option on the menu that comes up.
4: Did that come up, Joanne?
6: I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing happened with Control-Alt-Delete.
1: It doesn't do anything when you hit Control-Alt-Delete? No. Uh, that is not good. It's not normal. What, what's on your screen right now, Joanne?
6: <laughs> Password.
4: Hmm. Windows 10, Windows 8. What are you running for Windows?
6: I'm... Um, It's either 10 or 11.
4: Hmm.
1: Okay. It's just saying the word password?
4: Yep. Is that because you use the password of password?
6: No. (laughs) (laughs) It wants me to type in my password.
4: Do you know your password? I do. Go ahead, put it in. There she goes. That's quite a long password there. Yes, I do. Good. <laughs> Good. Are you changing it because you got somebody in the house there that you don't trust?
6: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> my oh. dog. Your dog? What? Your dog? <laughs> That's a pretty smart dog. All right, so you typed in your password. Wait, you're still typing it in? Yes. Oh, my lord.
1: Now you're pulling my leg.
6: Okay, I typed it in.
1: All right. All right, and then what happened after that? Did it hit enter? No, should I? Uh, I think you're going to have to. Yeah.
6: What happens, underneath it says reset password.
4: After you hit enter, it says that?
6: Before I hit enter.
4: Um, Where the heck is she? I don't even know what it is that you're looking at. You know, we're going to, Joanne, we're coming out of, we're running out of time. We're going to put you on hold, and Dennis is going to take you in the actual booth, uh, Carolyn's space, and try to answer this question for you, Joanne, okay? Okay. Because we're not sure what you're doing. Although your password sounds very long and complicated. So hang, hang on one sec here. We're gonna put her on hold and try to fix what she's doing over there. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV for joining us from St. Augustine, Florida, getting ready for the hurricane. But he was there for us, and he, uh, he IT Pro TV can help you become a geek. So check us out over at ComputertalkwithTab.com. Is a link there for you. I want to thank Carolyn for producing, Mike G for posting everything, and we want you to become geeks too. See you guys next Saturday.